0: Hello and welcome to Shaky's Football Show in Syndicate with EPL Index. Um, also, you can find us on our show called Shakey's Sports Journeys by searching YouTube, Spotify, iTunes or Podbean. You will find podcasts from cricket to rugby to football to other elite sports, as well as evolving into speaking to other people from other walks of life, even just had on an actress just recently, so there is something for absolutely everybody. But today, our uh, our football show is uh, back for a second episode. I'm joined by my panel, uh, my co-host, Mr. Flanners, and I'm also joined by Dave Hendrick of the Two-Footed Podcast, highly regarded football podcaster. Hello. How are you doing, Dave? Hope you're well, mate. And Launching straight into this today. Oh, sorry, and just to just to give a special mention to our special guest, as you can see at the bottom, he isn't actually on the podcast. But thank you to Eddie Gibbs for joining us. What a lovely, lovely picture. So, gents, since we spoke last, Mister Neil Lennon has resigned from Celtic. I'll come to you first, Dave. Thoughts? Are you gutted? Have you shed tears of te- rivers of tears?
1: No, absolutely not. Tears of joy, tears of relief. Uh, on the news and and look, it's it's not Neil Lennon's fault that this all went the way it went. Uh, he came back when the club needed him. When when Rodgers walked away mid season, they needed somebody to step in. He he did what was asked of him. Saw so it that season, and that should have been it. He should have been thanked for his service as a player and a manager, and the club should have moved on, but they didn't. And you know. Look, last season we got away with a few bits. You guys pushed us and then you had a big dip and then football stopped. And because of that, we were given the league title. But this season it's been clear he's out of his depth. He can't compete with Gerard um, And I don't blame him. I don't blame him for this taking so long. He should have been relieved of his duties in about October. The board have to carry the can for this, but they've hid behind him. They've allowed him to be the scapegoat, the whipping boy, to take all the abuse, all the negativity, all the criticism, and they've just very slowly and quietly slinked away in the background and gotten away with it. And it's ruined the season. It's ruined 10 in a row. 10 in a row was always going to be tough. I mean, you just need to look at Juventus and see they'd won nine in a row and they're falling apart as well. So it was always going to be tough, but. Lennon wasn't the manager for, for the club at this point. They needed somebody else after Rogers, another progressive manager who'd carry on the work that Rogers had done. Lennon stepped in. He should have stepped out. It is what it
2: is. You sort of, Dave, I feel like it, it got to a point where it was just getting dragged on and on and on. And, and, and for, for someone in that position under the media watch on such a regular basis... How, how, how is it that directors not stepped in quicker and,
1: and stopped it and ended the pain? It's, it, it, it baffles me. I really don't know. I genuinely don't know how they haven't made this decision months ago that he needed to go. And then whether they were scared of the backlash if they fired him, I don't know. But the fan base has been calling for him to go for months. So I don't know what the issue was. Were they worried that if they fired him, they'd have to pay off his contract? or they being cheaper? I really don't know. But I mean, the decisions made last summer in terms of the last two summers in terms of transfers and, you know, and in terms of Lennon have just led to a poor squad that's completely unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Then you go and you sell one of your best young players in January. Mm-hmm. Rumors of other young players wanting to leave. It, it seems like the club needs. I don't know. I, I Not. A complete rebuild, but it, it needs reworking from top to bottom. Yeah. I think they may,
2: it's potential. They may be waiting for someone, uh, you know, in the wings, a manager they try to drag it out and drag it out as long as possible. And there's been some big names thrown around. Um, you know, I've seen Eddie Howe and I've seen a few lads throwing Rafa Benitez in the mix, but I'm sure Rafa's uh, got better things to do than go up to Scotland and, and manage an absolute. Uh, chaotic club like Celtic, but in any names, David, you've heard that would be in the running for the Celtic job or anyone you'd like to sort of see take that, that job on?
1: I mean, I, I did kind of think that Rafa Benitez would be the one because, like you say, there was that idea that the reason they're holding on to Lennon is they're waiting for somebody to become available. He was contracted to the Chinese club. Then he leaves that job in like early January. And... There's been nothing about him since Lennon resigned, so I don't know whether they're they can't afford him, whether he'd want too much control. Um, there's been a couple of names, Eddie Howe you mentioned. I I feel like he'll wait for a a Premier League job or you know a, a more London centric, south of England job. I think Rafa would be interested because it's obviously a big club.
2: Yeah,
1: there's a great opportunity to win silverware. If you give him the type of control he'd want, he could probably reshape the club quite well. and I think he'd quite enjoy going head-to-head with one of the key people who got him sacked as Liverpool manager as well. I was um,
2: say, relationship there was a little bit heated, was it? Not in, 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 the, in the end, Gerard? Yeah. Um,
1: well, Stevie always felt he was a centre midfielder and everybody who watched him play knew he wasn't because he didn't have the discipline. Mm-hmm. So Rafa played him as a 10 and he was the best player in England for a couple of years. Um, and then Stevie and Carragher went behind his back, got him fired, got Hodgson appointed, which says all you need to know about the two of them. Um, <laughs> you know, just snaky behavior from from Stevie G. But uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of names going around that don't exactly fill you with enthusiasm. I mean, I mean, Paul Lambert's name has been mentioned this week. I genuinely couldn't think of anybody worse. He's been atrocious for Years now, he just got sacked at Ipswich. So, like, if you can get sacked at Ipswich having done a bad job, and then get the Celtic job, it would it would really be a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a stinging indictment against the state of of Scottish football. If you know that's the best they could attract, Walter Mazzari is a name going round. He's not very good. He was good at uh, Napoli a few years back, a long amount of years back, eight years ago. Did a bad job at Inter Milan, did a bad job at Watford, did a bad job at Torino. You can't get a a big job off the back of doing bad jobs, is is my view. I'd never want, like, if whatever club you support, like like you say for Hibs, if Hibs decided to to change manager, you wouldn't want a guy who's been sacked in his last three or four jobs. You know, you, you want someone who's coming in on a high, who you feel has a bit of confidence and arrogance about them who can the players can get inspired by who's going to look at paul lambert and go oh yeah you got sacked by ipswich in league one you you're great jet you're going to get us back up the table no problem mate but he's a celtic man dave he's a celtic man and the people will be like
2: oh bring him in he's a, i think this is absolutely crucial for this club now rangers are going to win the league it's a change of the guard whoever comes in next it has to be a huge appointment because you're right, they're going to shape the, the club from the ground up. It's, mm. it's, it's a proper challenge and, and it's up to the board now to get it right. Um just, just,
1: And that's the thing, like Rangers needed a change. Rangers yeah. needed a big cultural change. So they went away from anyone with any link to Rangers. They went for Gerard, Big name. Okay, no managerial experience, but that a legendary player. Big risk. Had, exactly, a risky signing, but one that, like, there was no player sat in that Rangers dressing room that first day that wasn't looking at him and going, oh my God, that's Steven Gerrard. Like, that's Steven Gerrard. In the same way that when Rodgers went to Celtic, now admittedly he'd been sacked at Liverpool, but the expectations at Liverpool are a little bit different. There was no player in that dressing room that wasn't going, like, this guy almost won the league with Liverpool. This guy's managed at the top of the Premier League. I'm going to need to up my game for him. The same way the Rangers boys with Gerard, every one of them knew, if I don't up my game, I'm out the door here. And you're right. Celtic need to break away from anybody with Celtic links. Like, it can't be. They can't just go with Kennedy because he knows the club because that will end up in the situation that you had at Bournemouth where they appointed the long-time assistant and nothing got changed after how. You need a fresh start. You need... New ideas, a new voice in the room. I, I wouldn't be against how at all. I think he'd be a very good appointment. I just don't think he'd take it. But somebody who can ins- inspire the dressing room and bring new ideas and new identity, the same way Rogers did. Rogers was a big, ambitious, aggressive appointment. Rogers was, yeah, Rangers, you know, the way we've won this many in a row. You, you know how we've won all these titles in a row. Now we're appointing an even better manager sit down. We're going to keep this going. That's what Celtic need to do. Somebody that Rangers are going to go, oh, don't like that. Don't like that at all. If we appoint Lambert, Rangers will laugh. Sheik, you will laugh if we appoint Lambert, won't you?
0: Look, this all sounds like wishful thinking if you ask me. Um, I don't think Benitez is going to be sitting licking his lips right now um, at the prospect of coming to to Celtic at this moment in time. Um, I think, uh, look, it would be a fantastic appointment but I think it's wishful thinking. I think the board are going to be the problem in bringing in a, a, a good manager as well because they're not exactly painting themselves in a good light at the moment. Whether or not they'll be able to, to get something over the line such as that, um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think, um, you know, you've, you've touched on... The other thing that was really interesting was Neil Lennon really wanted to dig his heels into this role. He, he made it pretty clear uh, that he didn't, he didn't do walking away, uh, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was strange. It was actually Flanners that mentioned this to me earlier. I thought it was strange that he decided to walk away just before the Old farm game was um, coming up soon, which which does strike me as as walking away. And I don't want to I don't want to just pile into Neil Lennon um, altogether. I think the board have got a lot to answer for. I think the way he had some of his outbursts with the media that was a that was a time to, to to know that listen his time's up and the board I think I've just hung them out to dry as you said Dave but yeah just to go before the Rangers soon to soon to be old farm game was was very very strange I thought he might have just seen it out and tried to maybe get a victory in that game and leaving and leaving some sort of a high note of some of some nature but then you look but at it it's not likely
1: that you guys are getting crowned champions that day. Like, well, that,
0: well, that's what I was just about to say. So, moving over to the moving over to the other side of the Glasgow, um, you know, Glasgow Rangers, it's um, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, to watch them this season. I don't think you can simply say Celtic have been bad. Um, I have to, say, you know, Rangers have played fantastic football. You, I don't know if you watched the game the other night in Europe, The The attacking, you know, they've gone from being a team that didn't really have, I didn't really feel that last year they were very good on the attacking front. It was a work in progress, but this year they've got plenty of options from Morelos to Kent to Haji. You know, really, really exciting to see the way Rangers are playing. The midfield is strong the defense was uh, and has been pretty consistent i thought again in that on those two legs in the in the european fixture we're a, a little bit a little bit all over the place uh, both teams were at the back but just some comments please on the mighty glasgow rangers um you know they're playing fantastic football it's mouthwatering to watch what's your thoughts chaps?
1: um there's a lot to unpack there uh yeah, I mean the the football is good. I I generally try and avoid the Europa League. It's a little below my pay grade. But um no, you, you are playing good football. I, I did watch the highlights of those games against Antwerp. Now I reckon I could probably find eleven lads in the local town that could give Antwerp a decent game. <laughs> um but they it, not
0: second? are they not like second in the Belgian league?
1: It's not meant to be impressive. That's like been the second best lookout on the Titanic. Come on, Belgium. Belgium are up there as one of the well, best. The, the, the national team are, but none of them play in Belgium. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Like, the Scottish team is fairly good, but the, the, the national like the Nash team is good, but the league is not good because most of the best players play out of Scotland. No, like, Club Bruges are running away with the Belgian league this year. Antwerp are not very good. They're. they're they're very open side, they're easy to play against. And and you guys, you could see with Gerard. Gerard knew like we're going to outscore these. We don't really need to be all that worried if we can see a couple of goals. So, like in the first leg, you win four three, and Gerard's like, oh, psh, keep going. Just ha- go and hammer them, like. So you just kept attacking, let them have the ball when they wanted it. You were never any danger. The one thing with this Ranger season is like you look at it and obviously unbeaten in the league is is a fantastic achievement. Um, the wins over Celtic, impressive, but there's no real, there's no real statement win. Like there's no game you can point at and go that, that win there. Like that shows, like, I know you bet Hamilton 8-0, but again, like you'd find lads in the park that beat Hamilton. Um, 2-0, 2-0 at Parkhead was a decent statement. 2-0 at Parkhead was a, yeah, that that's a very good result, but like, the, your dominance in the old firm games, I think, haven't been reflected in the scorelines. Is what I'm saying. Like you guys have completely outplayed Celtic in a couple of the old firm games over the last couple of years, and there hasn't been like a, a battering. And in Europe, your best get you beat Galatasaray. That that's the best result in in Europe this season. The draws of Benfica, obviously, very good. But again, I'm I'm waiting for. A real statement, especially in Europe, like okay. it's an easy enough group. Standard Asia are poor, Poznan are poor, Antwerp are poor. Slavia Prague will be a really good test. They've just beaten Leicester. Yeah. If Rangers can go out and knock them out over two legs, I think that really does send a message because obviously Celtic have been really poor in recent years in Europe. If you can go and beat Slavia Prague, and then you're into whatever the round is, sixteen or the round is it the quarterfinals yeah. after that.
2: Yeah, it's thirty-two at the moment. Slavia Prague are, are no I mean feat; the Czech team, the top of the league at the moment mm. as well. And I think I've just got I've got a horrible feeling about this. You know, when when Rangers took over Manchester, and there was just so many Rangers fans at that that UEFA Cup final. Oh no, not again!
1: <laughs> I think yeah, I, I I mean it's not an easy draw. Like the, like I said, they they beat. Uh, Leicester, and as you mentioned, uh, Flanners they they're the top of their league. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of really talented young players, and they've obviously produced Soucek and Sufal, who are doing really well for West Ham. But I mean, after that, there's
2: Leicester it, are flying though. It's a big there's,
1: result. There's killers in that that competition after that. That you've got Ajax, Villarreal, Roma, or Shakhtar Donetsk, Arsenal. Spurs, United, or Milan—bring them on! Bring them on! You know, but that's what I'm saying. But there's no reason to think if you win that game, having them just having knocked out Leicester, that's going to give a massive confidence boost. It's and like, then, it's like our Dave didn't mention, my United there. <laughs> yeah, the, Milan will beat them. Hopefully, um, what what happens, Shiki? What happens if you get United next? What happens if United overcome Milan? And then, and Rangers overcome Slavia. Like, does your brain I don't, I don't, I don't, just start to split in half, or what happens with I that?
0: I don't. Um. I don't, honestly, at this moment in time, I would worry a little bit about them at the back. I would worry about them at the back. I think, um, man, you obviously have got abundance of speed up front. Um, it would be, It's always a, an emotional tie for me as well because I'm a Rangers and Manchester United fan. Mm. So, so uh, that's what he's
2: getting to cheeky. He's like, he's going to asking you, who are you going to support in the night? mate? I, would, I, would,
0: I, I support Rangers in that fixture. Uh, <laughs> you know, Rangers were my first, my first team. I'm a Glasgow boy. So I do. And when, when they met in the past in Europe, uh, I supported, I supported Rangers as well. Uh, but again, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, it doesn't, the fixture doesn't, the fixture doesn't terrify me. I think, uh, I think Rangers could score goals against Manchester oh, United. Oh yeah, that
1: that Rangers attack will have joy against United. No question at all. The pace and the movement of the likes of Morales and Kent and mm-hmm. Kima Roof and Haji like they're going to cause problems for pretty much anybody this season. But like if Rangers can beat Slavia Prague that's massive. The league is over it's done. You have that one. That's brilliant and obviously that's a massive relief. It's you know, your first title in 10 years. First title for this this iteration of Rangers, after all the nonsense that went on under you know the previous incarnation, that's huge. And then obviously, you're then free to focus on Europe. So all attention can go to it. And there's no reason at all that they couldn't beat Slavia Prague, go into the next round. I mean, with a bit of luck, they could draw Mulder, wipe the floor with them. And then and they're into the last ace.
2: For Scottish football, Dave, I think it's you know it's it, brilliant I mean, for it Scottish pains football. Pains me, it's it's to say it, but you know any any time Celtic and Rangers do well in Europe, it, it is good for the game, it is mm. good for our sport. And I think looking ahead to the Euros in the summer, when those pubs open and on June the twenty first, I just you know after COVID nineteen, I just can't see how Scotland are not going to win the Euros this year. <laughs> it's just it's going for us.
1: But like, why not? Why you know, not? That's the thing. It's it's all about confidence and momentum. and It's the same thing as why I'm saying you, you want to bring in a manager at Celtic coming off a high who'll inspire players. Um, and Sheiky may be right. Rafa could be a pipe dream. But it's the same thing for Rangers. Like, if, if for example, if they win the league this year, I don't know that that guarantees Gerard to stay if he gets an offer from a Premier League club. But if they do... Really well in Europe If they got to Like the semi-finals And they knocked out One of the big boys And then they could head into The Champions League next year Like that's a great season Rather than just A very good season Where they've won the league At the moment It's shaped up to be A very good season If they could get To the last eight Or the last four in Europe That'd be incredible And he's the type That will look at that And go Oh I fancy more of that I fancy Ibrox On European nights With Packed to the rafters Lunatics swinging from the stands, noise everywhere. Opposition coming out, and just brown substance running down the back of their legs. legs. <laughs> I, I really think that's what will tie Gerard to staying at the club beyond this year.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's. A, it'll, I think it will take a bit of pressure off him as well. Mm. He was under a high amount of pressure this year. If he hadn't have stopped ten in a row, uh, you know the writing would have been very much on the wall. So. I do think he will feel comfort, a bit more comfortable in the role. He's not the type of guy that will rest in his laurels. But I do think at least another season, with the potential of big European nights, as you say, with the potential of turning over Celtic again for, for a second season, I think that would be a, a lot better for him prior to going into a bigger role. Um, maybe coming, maybe coming, going down to... To be manager of Liverpool, I think no, I think, you're all right. I, I think they're right, the will be on the wall. I think you'll get I think you'll do that role eventually. No, Jake,
2: no, no. I, I think you know, one thing Dave sort of butt in would be whoever set like a point next year is critical because as you mentioned there, Gerard wins the league, right? He's done it happy days, someone might come in from down south. But if set like a Point a real game changer manager, Gerard's got that competitive edge, he's gonna be like, Do you know what? Exactly, I've got to prove it again this year and I'm going to take him on. So it, it's, it's a lot of down to Celtic whether that, that guy stays well.
1: That's I mean, the I mean, thing I mean, as well, because I mean, like, if a new manager comes in, that gives Gerrard the edge, obviously, because he's he's settled in. He's had now three seasons. And like Shiki mentioned, he was under a lot of pressure this year. Like The first season, he had a lot of work to do, a lot of turnover in the squad. he to implement his ideas, his style of play. Last season, Celtic had clearly dropped off And Rangers were looking really, really good up until they had that dip. So you look at from the 26th of January, they lose to Hearts. Then they don't win back-to-back games until the season stops on the 8th of March. They beat Ross County, draw with Aberdeen, beat Hibernian, lose to Kilmarnock, beat Livingston, draw with St. Johnston, draw with Hamilton. That's what cost them the league. That's why when football stopped and they decided to just give it points per game, it was Celtics title. Because up until then, Rangers were looking very much like title contenders, but that little mini sort of dip or collapse or whatever you want to call it, that put huge pressure on Gerard coming into this season. Obviously, he's just wiped the floor with, with, with Celtic and Lennon and everybody else this season. So next season, he's got the advantage of it's a new manager, but as Flanner says, it's also that competitive. If it is Rafa, just say it's Rafa. Stevie Gerrard is going to do laps of his house delighted with himself. Because now he's got a really top manager to go against. And if he can prove himself over a couple of seasons beating a top manager, then his options start to open up. Because like Lennon won titles with Celtic. The best job he could get was Bolton. Uh, O'Neill won titles. I think he went to Villa from Celtic, mid-table. Mm-hmm. Leicester were mid-table when Rodgers took over. He'd won three in a row, three trebles. Unbelievable. But none of them got a top job. None of them got a big six club offer. Gerard at the moment, if he was to say in the summer, I'm leaving Rangers, I want to go manage in England. Newcastle would make him an offer. I don't think he'd go there because the owner's a lunatic. I think Fulham would make him an offer if they stay up. Um, None of the big six would go. None of the big six have, have, will have an opening, I wouldn't say. Leicester won't have an opening. Wolves might be the best job he could get in the Premier League right now, Wolves if he was to outdo Rafa for a couple of years and do well in the Champions League then maybe if Spurs or Arsenal came open then he's in that picture and I think for him he'd rather that because he'll look at Rangers and go massive club success every year can win titles, cups into Europe every year going against the best clubs Decent budget, not massive, but decent budget. I can attract players here. Unbelievable fan base. Stadium packed every game. Atmosphere off the charts. Do I really want to go to Crystal Palace with a smaller stadium, the same budget, much more competitive league, not going to win anything? I don't think he does. I think he'll want to wait for a better job than what will be available this summer. And one of the big things that can help him get there. Is Celtic appoints someone good, and he does well against them for a couple of years, wins a couple of titles, and remember, like one title, Ronnie Delia has two. Gerard's going to want two or three minimum to really be able to say, "Well, look what I've done at Rangers." One, one title in Scotland. Yeah, that's bad what, managers have done that. that.
0: That's 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 what I was going to add as well. I, I don't think he um, he came here just to win one title. I don't think that leaves him. You know, Steven Gerrard, legendary status at Rangers, winning one title. He strikes me as the kind of... He's young. He's young in the job. He's a young man. He, he's got many years ahead of him uh, as a manager. I don't think he's going to be rushing out of Glasgow after after going through the tough times. He, he really has been through the tough times. You know, he, he wasn't able to win the title when he first got here. He's um, He's had to play second fiddle to Celtic, and now he's getting the... You know he's getting the praise, he's getting the exposure. I, I think it would be madness um, for him to for him to leave Rangers, like you said, to go to the kind of roles it could be, you know, there for him. No point, no point. You know, play, play, play again. Scott, um, win the title again. Do well in Europe. Uh, I still think Benitez is a is a is a is a it's a long shot. Mm. But if it happens then I'm sure the media would have an absolute field day because they've got history and they would build that up into a cauldron and it would be a really... It, it might be what convinces... If a Benitez was to consider to come, it might just be, oh, you know what? I want to go and stick one up, Stevie Gerrard, for all that shite he gave me when I was a, when I was at Liverpool. That's it. it would be the, 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 but then Steven Gerrard will probably look at it from the point of view of, oh, this guy again, now I get the But chance. also,
1: like Rangers is the better path to a big job. Winning titles and playing in the Champions League with Rangers will get more eyeballs on you than finishing 12th or 14th with Crystal Absolutely. Palace.
2: Yeah. And I think if you look at what Sir Alex Ferguson did back in the day, you know, he, he was at Aberdeen for eight years, right? He, he submitted himself as a, as a manager. gerard's just, he, he, I think it would be interesting as well, when it wasn't always going according to, to plan in his early days as a manager at Rangers, you could see little bits and little bit of cracks and a little bit of changes in temperament. And and that's obviously came out of his sort of repertoire this year as a manager. But I think it's as, as we've mentioned previous in the previous show was maybe it's something to do with the crowd Rangers fans not getting on the back. If, if if it was going quieter, I'd be interesting to see with the right manager at Celtic with the crowd back in uh, and a little bit more competitive, competitive edge from Celtic Mm. will, Gerard start to crack again because I think they've played amazing football this year. He's done well. He's, he's dealt with the media really well, but the competition, the pr- it's the pressures. It, not- it's easy when you're I winning. I
0: don't, I don't see him. I don't see him cracking now if, uh, under that kind of pressure. I think you're right. I think he was. I think he, it was a learning curve for him. Remember, he was new to being in manager position. He'd never been under that kind of pressure. Coming to Rangers, a big, big club, especially when you've got Celtic breathing down your neck. Biggest one of the biggest rivalry in club football. Obviously, it's going to have an effect on you. But I think for him being through that experience, we will stand him in far better stead moving forward. And again, another reason why a couple more years of Rangers, win some more titles, build your build your CV up even more, and then go down to the Premiership to get a top top six position. Why do you? I'm curious to know. Surely, the legendary Steven Gerrard. Is, is, is somebody that Liverpool fans want to see eventually. Why, why all the why all the negativity towards that that potential future?
1: Well, a, a, a big part of it is what we saw last season and the willingness to just throw players under the bus when things were going wrong. We've seen that this season with Lampard. Like the, As soon as things started to go wrong for Lampard, all the players under the bus, it's not my fault, the coaching's great. Gerrard was like that last season it's easier to do it when you're winning and you don't have that pressure. So that's one of the things you'll want to see from Gerard next season. If things do go a little bit badly or he has more competition and some of the results don't go his way, does he react the same way he did then or has he learned from that? But for me, like, who was the last manager we took from Rangers who'd been a great player? Graham Souness. Souness. Graham Souness, arguably the best midfielder who's ever played for England, arguably the best British midfielder of all time, won a bunch of titles with, with Rangers, took over in a similar enough situation where they were at a low ebb, Celtic were dominant, and, and uh, Aberdeen had, had become a really like incredible force under Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Souness takes over, does really well, comes to Liverpool, and now when you ask Liverpool fans about Graham Souness, his legacy is spoiled. Because of what happened when he was a manager. And as well as that, like not to be bad, but it's one season out of three that he's done well. That's That to me is a big issue. Doesn't have the experience, one season out of three, yet to see ending in the Champions League. I want to see how he does in adversity. I want to see how he does trying to defend a title. Because I look at Liverpool this season and it was easy to win the league last year. Trying to defend it this year. Now we've had catastrophic injury problems, but at the same time, you're, I'm learning more about Jurgen Klopp this year than I did last year or the year before. Are you liking it, Dave, or not? Yeah, no, I am. Like He, he was been a bit spiky with the media for a while, and everybody was wondering, like, you know, is the pressure starting to get to him? And then and that obviously comes out that his mother had died two weeks before, and he hadn't allowed anybody to mention it to the media. So you kind of understand it there, but it's not even that, it's, it's, it's watching his interactions with the players, watching how he's, when he's asked questions about, you know, why is this going wrong? He's not immediately grabbing for an excuse. Mm-hmm. He's trying to explain, yeah, everybody needs to improve. We need to improve, I need to improve, the tactics are off, the training is off, maybe we need to alter this. And watching how he changes in game, like last night, Liverpool's shape in-game was much different than it has been recently mm-hmm. and that's a nice reaction to see him have to a run of bad results and that's the kind of thing I want to see from Gerard. next season if the 4-3-3 isn't working if your fullbacks are getting clamped down the way Trent and will have this season how do you react where are the goals coming from if those fullbacks aren't a constant source of creativity and goals mm-hmm. and you know we'll, we'll learn more about Gerard over the next couple of years and as i say i'd rather watch him develop at celtic or uh, sorry at rangers rather going against celtic than piddling around in mid table in the premier league like uh, he's steven gerard he's he's the the greatest player of my generation suarez is the best player i've ever seen play for liverpool gerard was greater than suarez because he did it for longer and like that reputation those memories i remember watching gerard play like, his entire career, but from 03 until about midway through 2009, he was just a force of nature. Mm -hmm. And I saw that guy win us game after game after game. There's a generation of Liverpool fans who are younger than me who only really remember the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. and they wonder what the hype was about. And I'd hate for a generation still to come to see him as manager and go, this guy's a legend. Like, I don't want that. I don't want any of the legendary players. Ta- I didn't want Kenny to come back. He was ground as a caretaker. I didn't want him to stay because I felt that would spoil his legacy. In a way, it did. A lot of people don't think as strongly of him as they did, which is a shame. I worry it would be the, the same with Gerard. That's my big thing. I just don't want him to come yeah, back I can, I and can, it to go wrong.
0: I can understand that. I mean, when in the Champions League, he's... he's... It's it's going to be it's going to be tough to talk, but will he be enticed by the potential of trying to win the Premier League as a manager? That 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 would be that would be something, you know. He he, he didn't he didn't achieve it as a player, so that must. Be, and he's let's be honest, he he is a Liverpool man. Of course, he is.
1: Uh-huh. The thing this is the Good. thing I know. He could go to he could go to Spurs and win the league, and if Liverpool called him, he would walk. From London to Merseyside, take that job. Yeah. No matter what, he will he could go to Real Madrid and win Champions Leagues. And if Liverpool called him, he would go back to Liverpool. So for me, I know he's always going to be an option, but I need to see him do it. And I need to know it's going to work. Like I knew Klopp was going to work because he'd won the Bundesliga. I I'd need to see Gerard win a top five league with a big club, manage it day to day, see how he deals with everything. And with the greatest respect to, to the Scottish Premier League, it's not the same thing. It's not the same as going against a Bayern or managing a Bayern. It's not the same as going against Real or by, or managing Real or Juventus or Milan or any of those clubs. I need to see him do it at the highest level for a couple of years to know that he's a manager capable of that level because unfortunately for him, Liverpool are now at a level where they can't really reach down anymore. It can't be another Brendan Rodgers type. It can't be a Hodgson type. It has to be another Klopp. It has to be somebody on Klopp's level or the risk of drop-off is too much. That's, That's the big thing for me. And I just would worry with Stevie, with the automatic pressure that would come with being Liverpool manager and the lunatics that follow Liverpool as a club. And like, we had a couple of bad results and there were Liverpool accounts on social media demanding the Klopp get sacked. Demanding that he go. He just won a league title. Imagine if Gerard came in and struggled. Within six months, half the fan but well, not half the fan base, but all the 14-year-olds would be up in arms. Who's this going to get rid of him? I remember him for his last couple of years was he was awful. And it would just spoil everything that he, he has built at Liverpool.
0: Well, we'll be watching with, be watching with keen interest. To see what happens, I do think I feel sorry for Jorgen Klopp. Um, he, he was obviously a very close bond. Uh, you know, losing your mother is one of the biggest things that can that, that can happen to a person in their life when it comes to trauma, and it made me really sad when I seen his press conference recently uh, and the way that he he broke down. And football can be cruel, really, really cruel. Hero last year, winning the title. And then you've got people calling for his calling for his sack. It's it's a it's a it's a bloody cruel world that we live in. The man is a is a fine, fine manager. He's probably not at his full strength at the moment. And I think that's probably taking his toll on him. But come on, he's a he's a legendary manager. I'm sure if if given time, he could still bounce back and and, mm. and change things around at Liverpool. So I think we're all getting a bit far ahead. Far ahead of ourselves, and the fam, the the fans that are calling for it to remove them is just calm down a wee bit. You know, it's, it, it's
2: let's it's, be honest. It happens. Let's be honest, shaky. When when the crowd get back in Anfield and, and and they get a full strength squad again, because you know it doesn't matter when anyone Says they've been absolutely decimated with injuries this year. Yeah. Um, this season's gone. It's finished. You know, if they finish in the top four, it's a good achievement now for where they are and. I think uh, anyone who wants Klopp's resignation um, needs to have a, give their head a wobble, as I saying I've seen a few times kicking about Twitter. Yeah.
0: Something else. I Yeah. Absolutely. To... I mean, it... madness. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dave. You were you were saying, "No, nah, it's madness." No, I was to say it's, it's absolute madness to be
1: asking for him to go.
0: Lunacy. No, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. you you're uh, you you're, you're you're talking sense on that front because when I've been hearing it, I've just been thinking, "Bloody hell, man, that's." That's 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 cruel to say the least. I mean, like, he's he's a he's a fine manager. The players love him. He's a good he's a good person. He brings so much passion to the club. And all right, he's had a couple of spats at the media. It happens. To, it can happen it
1: happened to Fergie. Like Fergie, Fergie obviously was dominant at United from the early nineties through to when he left. But the Arsenal invincible team, and then that team Mourinho built for two seasons, they're. Two of the best teams the Premier League has ever seen. If Twitter had been around at that point, you can be guaranteed there would have been 14 year olds on there demanding the Ferguson go because it had been three years without a title. And I'm like, imagine how spiky Ferguson would have gotten if, if there was the constant coverage the way there is now. Like Fergie was spiky at the best of times. But like it's just it's so stupid it's Spankers, so stupid why not it'd been redder than that red wine drinks i tell
0: you oh. all <laughs> right right back back to the back to the north um i want to come to your good self flanners yeah uh, good uh, amazing weekend for uh for a for a for a smaller for a smaller club now but uh st johnston uh amazing achievement won the league cup and i know You've got one of your big pals over there as well, David Witherspoon, known as known as Spoony, who's who's been on the podcast and, and you gave a great interview with him. But did you did you see the game and, and what was your thoughts on that?
2: To be honest, shaky, the game was absolutely garbage. Um, it was was not a fine advertisement for Scottish football. Uh, however, the, the result is what counts. And to be honest, to see David, you know that's St Johnston now left two trophies in seven years so they've, they've won the Scottish Cup and uh, they won the League Cup and David I think he's the only St Johnson player to ever win two trophies for for his club so he's, he's a history maker. Uh, i even seen uh, that the Canadian uh, soccer team tweeted about it yesterday because David obviously has a, a, a Canadian passport so he's, he's played alongside Alfonso Davis, who won the, the Champions League for Bayern Munich. I've actually tried to get him on the show um, but I don't think he'll understand my accent, and Alfonso Davis is a bit too big time for me. So we'll, we'll see. David's nobody's
0: would, too big time for you, mate. You need to lose this attitude. You need to realise that you're too big time for the for the rest. So I'll yeah. make it happen, mate. Make it I, happen. If
1: things go wrong, just blame Shiki. That's what you do.
2: I know, I will. But I think uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great to see. I think you know Livingston are uh, a club uh, playing under a very very controversial figure at the moment in terms of their manager there was a background of, you know, being in, involved in some big sort of drug organisations. And he, he's turned around Livingston Football Club this year. You know, they've, they've been a, a club who's been hard to beat. off the, Went off the radar a little bit the last sort of five, ten games. Uh, but St. Johnson, you know, they turned up. They, they battered Hibs in the semi-final in my beloved team. They, they, they hammered us. Uh, and for them, to lift the, the trophy yesterday. It was a big achievement for them. So I was absolutely delighted to see that uh, and see David, um, and a really good St. Johnson's squad uh, do well, and so yeah, and I, and I suppose touching on on Hibs as well. I think the last time I was on on the pod with Dave and yourself, I sort of was disillusioned with Hibs, and you know we're sitting on fifty two points in, in third place, but we, we you know just sums up sums of us we were, we were five games unbeaten, I think there, and we went and got beat two 0 at Motherwell. So I just it's such a hard club to to, to work out at the moment, but. Yeah, I think um, yeah the the game yesterday the cup final it wasn't the best of football but congratulations to Johnston and, and well done David as well.
0: No, it's brilliant. I was I, I, it's, been, it's been seen and branded all over social media since yesterday. Um, the chap the, the lad Liam Craig as well. Both of them have been getting a lot of lot of coverage and they deserve it. You know you play for a play for a smaller club. Um, you know all the attention as it has been on this show again it's hard not to be as on Rangers and Celtic and I mm. like to see
2: and a young the, Scottish manager as well Callum Davidson young his first year in the, in the job um, so you know congratulations to him as well that's just, fantastic. But
1: this is this is a brilliant season for Scottish football Rangers winning the title after so long the dominance of Celtic ending St Johnston winning the League Cup like that's brilliant that's the type of thing that will help grow the sport it's boring when Rangers and Celtic win everything every year Yep. And Johnston winning the Cup is absolutely brilliant. And it's a shame we didn't get to do this pod last week because, uh, Flanners, you'd have been coming on, on, on a high after four four wins in a row in the league. Um, Obviously, disappointing performance at the weekend. But it just goes to show how quick you can turn things around. Like, you guys were looking atrocious through this, the late December, through January. But that four-game run, I, I watched the Dundee game and the Hibs game, and you are really good in both of those. I was really impressed by some of the football that was played. Um, and, and that's, again, when, when you get Hibs doing well and going on good runs or you get Aberdeen doing well or whatever, those type of things are more beneficial to the future of Scottish football than Celtic winning the league every year. And I say that as a Celtic fan, the worst thing that's happened to Scottish football in the last decade is the collapse of Rangers, Hearts getting relegated, and Celtic dominating everything. It's the worst thing that could have happened.
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, he watched the Hibs team play some decent football, and, uh, you know, and I think, you know, Lennon sort of got us playing a bit, you know, better football as well. But it's, I think, under um, under Jack Ross, he's, he's flattered to deceive. But, and I've been sort of thinking to myself all year, you know, is this, is he the guy to take us forward? But We've just snuck up the lead. We've just, you know, we've just ticked over and ticked over. I think the lad um, Newell in the middle of the park's very good, uh, and that the lad Jackson Irvine as well, the Australian boys. So it's, um, I still think they're a bit shaky at the back, and um, but you know, if they can finish, if they can beat Aberdeen to finish in the top three. That's a massive achievement for Jack Ross. And you're right, mm. nothing better than any other team than the old firm winning trophies. That's a fact. It just makes it makes. Yeah. Believe that there's actually something out there. Like 2017, when we beat the mighty Rangers at Hampden, what a day! I,
0: I I I I agree. I agree. I think it was it was a uh, very refreshing to see St Johnston get over the line. Uh, it makes a change. You know this whole thing that we've just got a pub league up here, and there's only two teams up here. It, it shows kills that, doesn't it? That kills that. It kills that. It shows that there are other good football teams up here who can compete. Maybe not over the course of a full league season, but in a cup, they can get on a run, and a Rangers and Celtic can be beat on any given Sunday. And I think it's great for Scottish football. I think it's been a fantastic season to date in Scottish football. We've we've still got the old firm to come. Do you have any aspirations of uh, of a final little Celtic party that they could uh, they could get a win against Rangers, Dave?
1: No, do you know what? i I'd, I'd actually rather. The title was done and dusted, and everybody could just everybody at Celtic could just go right, it's over. Because as while it's it's hanging there above them, I, I just think it's a bit of a cloud over the club. And I think the best thing they need they, that can happen to Celtic now is just rangers to be be crowned champions. Now, obviously, I'd rather lose in the weeks coming up to it. So, like we've won game before that, I'd rather lose that game uh, and have it be over and done with before the old firm um, than actually lose it, lose it to your lads. But like I say, it just, it needs to happen. It's great for Scottish football, for Rangers to win. It's great for St. Johnston to win the cup. And like for, for a manager like Callum Davidson, Flanners mentions his first year as a senior manager. If he can win a cup there and maybe next season, he gets fourth in the league or, you know, wins another cup in a couple of years, that's going to propel him forward and in, in his career. And, What's class for me is like, you could ask me about the League Cup final from three years ago. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. Watched it, forgot about it. Flanners will always remember 2017. St. Johnston fans will always remember winning this cup and the cup seven years ago. They're yeah. always going to remember that. You're probably the same, Shiki. When, when Rangers were dominant and winning everything, everything just kind of molds into one. And you don't really... You don't really savour them. You don't really take the time to sit back. and think that's a great achievement. It's just part of what you do as a Rangers or Celtic fan. But when you're supporting the other clubs, those are the things that you live for. And those are the things you'll always remember. And you'll tell your kids about, your grandkids about. And they're what will bring new generations of fans to Hibs, to St. Johnston, to Aberdeen or whoever. It's that type of thing that's what's really good about football.
2: Yeah, that's what makes football, isn't it? It's those memories that, that gives you the, the chance and the opportunity to experience that with your family and yeah, the, the, there's no other feeling. And and it must be quite difficult for Rangers and Celtic fans to to feel that emotion because you know it's just it becomes so natural and, and, and the norm for them, doesn't it? So,
0: so gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh we've we've discussed many, many good points. it would be interesting to see what happens with Celtic and to see who they might appoint as the next manager? I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for you that you do get somebody really big in Dave and, and somebody that really gets the the juices flowing and and we see a real rivalry between two big. Well, not Stephen Gerrard still a work in progress, but he, he's well on his way to becoming um, a successful manager if he if he has a few more good mm. years at Rangers and then and then moves on.
1: So I just let- want to see them snipe at each other. I want to see every press conference just descend into. Slagging each other off. It'd be brilliant. Silicon Ranger's are a partner of mine at the best of time, isn't oh, it? Yeah. It, would
0: be, it would be. And I think uh, I think I will it'd... say
1: Rafa wouldn't be my first choice, but that's more because I want to see him in England. But like he, again, it's a pipe dream. Ralph Ranyak could be the one I'd want. He would be brilliant. He'd just come in, reshape the club top to bottom. Look what he did with Leipzig. He's he would be the one I'd want. But again, it's it's a pipe dream.
0: We'll be watching this space closely, but before that, we'll be watching very closely as Rangers win the title. Uh, We'll be watching very closely with Rangers hopefully progressing further in Europe. Uh, Again, congratulations to St Johnston Football Club. I think it's fitting that we finish with talking about them. Um, Congrats to their manager, to all their fan base, everybody at the club. Um, Just to finish with, um, our our guest today, Dave Hendrick, you can check him out uh, by simply searching him on Twitter at Two Footed Podcast. The man has a wealth of knowledge. Um, he's quite entertaining, I would say, to, to say the least, to listen to him for an hour straight. He can go on some great rants, but his knowledge of the game is, is incredible. So check him out, people. Um, as I mentioned at the start, you can find us by searching Shaky's Sports Journeys, I am YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. If you want to listen to a little bit more of me and Flanners, we've got some really cool stuff coming up. Some guests that will shock a few people, I'm sure. And it's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Take care of yourself. Till the next time.
2: Cheers, mate.